0: Hello and welcome to Carrots and Suffering, a D&D Odyssey. I am Nate, and when I'm not doing our final round of editing and chatting to you around the edges, I am the Dungeon Master of this 5th edition D&D Actual Play Podcast. We're trying for an intrigue game and high roleplay. You can support what we do with ratings and reviews, or a verbal alert to your friends or gaming groups. With that, let's get into it. Last time, on Carrots and Suffering. Our heroes found Guire the Squire, last servant of King Fenrir before the Thorns, romance novelist and partial vampire, missing his arms and having been recently assaulted by Jalen's father, Kylan Evans. Guire is quickly established as extremely talkative and extremely lonely, with one clear ask for our heroes. You know, if you could get me back to town, I would be eternally grateful. Sylph was like shaking her head Alternatively Uh if you could help me regrow my arms That would be really beneficial I think the piece that I'm missing The thing that makes me not all the way A vampire Is the blood of Well a vampire So if we could find one of them And just a little taste I think I could regrow my arms Well our heroes learned from Guire About the day the thorns rose And King Fenrir disappeared Including so many werewolves They mostly decide to let him live for now, but also not to help him, and go search the other mausoleum in the graveyard, leaving Ozio and Elamis behind to babysit.
1: Well, we have a description of the crypt from Guire's journal. Mm -hmm. We came here to investigate that, and perhaps if we could resolve what's going on with the tree, those blights would cease. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can get down below in the form of a gas. I do not want to bring that creature back into town, I am sure that some of our associates would be delighted Uh to have their lord returned.
0: Our heroes find an ancient key, which they believe controls a gate to the fairy realm. More immediately relevant, they find a lower level in the second mausoleum and a secret door that seems to be another way into the Mason crypt, and they summon some pixie scouts to help.
2: Say hello, little ones.
0: They look up at you, uh, kind of in unison, and you hear their small voices all say, Yes, Mistress, how may we assist you? And you can see in the lantern light, about 30 feet away or so, uh, a backside of another door.
3: This is going to go directly under the Mason crypt. Okay, so I say we close this right for the fuck now, and not go down there.
0: Also, in previous episodes, our heroes learned of a fairy cottage for mortals, and fairy matchmaking that keeps records of all the changeling, half-fairy, half-mortal births in the kingdom. And that comes up. Similarly, during the last full moon, House Evans was assaulted by were-rats, while Sable was attending a worship service to the Fairy Queen, who is the self-styled goddess of the beast within man and the progenitor of lycanthropy. Well, let's get back into it.
2: Well, there's another
3: door. I, I think it's still sealed, but I agree. Okay. Yep. So we'll uh, we'll just close this one back up again.
0: I think Jessica protests. She's like, we we just opened it. Like we could there's a we could just go push yes, the other Jessica, door. Yes, Jessica, but
3: we now know where this leads, and we're not ready to do that yet. We need to be better equipped before we go in there. You'll be able to kick more ass and take more names when we're ready.
0: She she doesn't look like it's fine, but she seems to have accepted this argument.
3: All right. So we'll uh, we'll put this door back.
1: Sylpha's curiosity is a little overpowering.
3: Uh-oh. Well, I'm curious, too, but not that curious. It could be this might be a better entry point than the crypt where Guire is. Agreed. So it's good to know this is here. Also, we know there's another escape route, potentially.
0: Is
2: this door uh, sealed airtight?
3: Oh, right. The one
2: that we opened, no.
0: No, it's not. So it it did not have an airtight seal.
2: But there were the,
1: the wards that kept uh, evil creatures away.
0: There were wards in, throughout this tomb. You haven't seen any on this lower level.
3: You could check and see if the other ones are You want to do that before we close up? Yeah. Okay. I forgot you could do that. Sorry. I didn't mean to like plow ahead.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you walk up and you put your hands around it, you, you can tell it is not airtight. If you turned into a gas, you could slide right through it. It is meant to be opened and you don't know where it leads. So.
2: Do you want the pixies to go? Come with me while I take another form? I suppose they could. I don't know if they can go through doors. I I have no idea.
0: They would have to have the door opened. They, they cannot turn into a gas.
2: Can you get back
3: to us if there's trouble?
2: I'm slow moving, but I
1: believe that I can. As a gas, pretty well impervious, I imagine.
3: Okay, well, first sign of trouble, slowly seep back through. <laughs> Happy seeping. <laughs> I feel like the safest thing to do is for you to take that gaseous form and look and come back. Once we open that door, I mean, it's possible we won't be able to close it again, depending on what's there. So I think if you can go through and look and come back undetected, that would probably be more ideal.
1: All right, I'll do that. I'll scout ahead and report what I find. If it seems like it would be safe for us to go in, then perhaps we could come through this door.
3: Okay. How long should we give you before we come after you?
1: I can maintain this form for about an hour, but if I don't Return after half of one,
2: then you'll know I might have encountered trouble.
3: Okay. Half an hour, and then we coming in. I'm going to go get the pixies and bring them with us. We're not not—we're not going in, though. No, I know, but I want them here. Okay, she'll say, she'll say hey, wait, don't, don't do that quite yet, if you don't mind.
0: All right, so let's do Sylpha first. So, Sylpha, you turn into a gas and slide around the edge of the door, and you are in... An identical U-shaped catacomb to the one you were in. Similarly, it also has stairs going up. This is a fake catacomb, though. And you, you don't have to roll anything to tell right away.
3: Uh,
1: like, like they don't have dead people that they bury. <laughs> 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 Not family members, anyway.
0: <laughs> right. They. It's full of bones.
1: The bones of victims.
0: <laughs> they are perfectly... Set in a way that, like, this is not where you haphazardly bury people. As you walk around, you can tell all of the bones were put in here at the same time. The empty catacombs waiting for bones are are for show.
3: It's a fake!
0: (laughs) And at the center of the U, there is a water fountain that is pouring down water into this sort of fountain pool. And it it pours out of this sort of large spout. (laughs) That runs really long rectangular wise, basically creating this
1: running water that can't be crossed
0: that can't be crossed by a vampire, but you're not a vampire, and basically it's it forms this five foot by five foot space that you could continue through if you so choose
1: I choose
0: <laughs> all right, you will yourself through the water very difficult um, though it it's meant. awkward yeah it's it's not it's not easy. But you sort of slide through it, and you are in a tunnel that looks very much like the tunnels that were underneath the mason house. They're sort of brick stone on all sides, floor, and ceiling. There are sort of little rat-sized alcoves periodically that sort of go back into the walls. Only... As you step into this space, you can see most of those rat-sized alcoves are, are closed. Like, about two inches into the alcove, there is just stone. Like, perhaps all of the airtight shutters are pulled down. Along the wall, there is a mural. And it's sort of written all along, or rather drawn across the stone in this beautiful tapestry. And on one side, there are what you now recognize are vampires. There's sort of fanged men in arms and armor depicted as valiant knights. And on the other side, there are sort of these bestial creatures and winged fairies, which have been drawn as sort of monstrous and obviously the bad guys in this mural and they are in between these two armies that are rushing each other there's just a sea of dead things drawn in between them and uh, you can tell that this is this is a depiction of a war this hallway goes a short distance and then there's a door there and in the middle of this room there are wooden sort of bamboo style spikes that have come out in a in a grid, basically, from both floor, wall, and ceiling. And impaled in the middle of this is a desiccated corpse. It doesn't look like it's rotted enough, strangely. And at least one of these is through its heart, and it is just suspended in midair in front of this door that is open, slightly. Hmm.
1: Well, so Sylphon now has an idea of what is causing the... Eruption of the Fey Tree, and based on my role for what I knew about vampires, this one would be asleep and inert for now. And you described a door that was cracked ajar.
0: Yep. It looks like when they opened the door, it sprung this trap that ah. was designed to stab a creature enough times that it would get its heart, specifically with wooden spikes. The wood has started to rot, like you don't this creature doesn't look like it's going to be here for much longer.
2: Time to burn it, burn it with fire,
0: cut off its head, burn it. It's not like any minute it's going to fall apart, but like if you were here in your meat form and tried to like move it it you it could just fall apart. okay,
2: let's not come back as meat yet
3: <laughs> <laughs> We have the means to cut off its head. mm-hmm, okay, you gonna go through the door
1: I'm in the form of a gas, why not?
0: You slip through the door, and there's a set of stairs that go down just a little ways and then come back up a little ways. And you recognize this trap. You have (laughs) heroically rolled a 20 and ripped your friends out of this trap. As you go down the steps, you know it's supposed to trigger a trap door that you fall into, and then the door closes, and then water rushes over it. This water sat until it all evaporated away. So, like, there's just water line crust running down both sides of this. You know this trap was tripped, and that means there's probably something down in it. You don't hear anything, though.
3: Are there any passages off of that room? Y- yeah, are there
1: Are there any? I would thoroughly investigate as much as I could within the, the time frame that I said.
0: You can go up the, the opposite flight of steps, and you find a long hallway, the second mural. And there is uh, beast creatures on one side. One of them is sort of wolfish in nature and wearing a crown and it is standing over this central table on, on one side. On the other side, there are these sort of knightly creatures that just happen to have pointy teeth, one of which looks incredibly regal, way more regal than the other entities, obviously is the star of this picture, and it is across the table from this wolf creature with a crown, and standing over this table with a document spread across it is this magnificently beautiful winged creature. It is human-sized with this sort of multi-fluorescent butterfly wings coming off of it in in large, sort of larger-than-life ways. And you can tell that the artist was trying to draw this creature as a villain and just couldn't succeed. The creature is just too brilliant. The end effect is that the sort of hero of this picture, which is this noble knight with fangs, and this fairy queen seem pretty evenly matched, and the wolf creature with a crown seems like a stooge. They are signing some sort of agreement, and there's some old writing on it that you can recognize. This is some sort of peace accord, and you find a long hallway there is a supernatural darkness and the sound of running water. So you have seen this trap before also. You know that if you walk through there, stuff in that space moves, probably trying to capture you. And the running water probably means that it captures vampires. In mist form, you're not likely any danger, but you won't be able to see as you enter it. So you have to choose the risk.
3: I would not. So after Sylpha seeps through and has gone for a minute, Jalen's she's gonna sit down and lean against the wall because we know we're gonna be waiting probably for about half an hour. So I don't know, I don't know.
2: Yeah, Sable's already sat down.
3: And, and I don't is, is Jessica hanging with us or is she gonna pace and be
0: bored? <laughs> she's pacing and being bored. Yeah.
3: In Sylvan, Jalen is going to say, um, "Can uh, can we talk about the full moon?"
2: Sable was leaning against the wall. She was. I would say she she was kind of prepped for potential action. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are next to a door where something could come through. Right. And her attention was more towards the door, but when you say the full moon, her body just tenses. You know, you can just see the tension run across her run up her spine.
3: And she she says, "If you wish, if I understand this right, and you should tell me if I don't understand it right, but if I understand this right," you changed a condition for circle membership such that you are no longer trading people to the Fey, and instead you're worshipping the fairy queen to stroke her ego.
2: I am feeding the queen's ego in a way that doesn't require lives.
3: Because that's what they were doing before. Every time someone was inducted, they traded people. Mm-hmm. They
2: traded people for you. They did. I didn't know they were going to be doing it, but they did.
1: Wasn't Sable's agreement for the circle that new members uh, give information?
2: Information on House Mason.
1: And then to keep your status as an ally, you would worship the Fairy Queen.
3: Yep. But it basically, the, the set of deals she made to do that effectively nixed the trading souls over.
2: Yeah, it all happened at the same time. She's not, is clearly not delineating between the two.
3: So so as far as Jalen's understanding goes, that it, that is what Sable has implied. <laughs> yeah, and Sable <laughs> even, would... Even if it's not 100% accurate, that's what she's implied. Jalen kind of frowns for a little while, and she was looking you in the eye, and she kind of goes unfocused for a minute, and she says, Sable, the timing just sucks, doesn't it? I mean, I I think about that night, and we were fighting minions and the people they duped into attacking us, and we were fighting for our lives. And now I know that simultaneously, the same moment that was happening, you you were worshipping the creature whose, okay. whose minions they were. As
2: she talks, Sable just looks more and more defeated.
3: And that's, that's hard to swallow, Sable, but mostly it's just the timing. But the way I see it is that my feelings on this are pretty pale compared to the part where you are no longer trading people's lives for your privilege in the circle, and that's a lot more important. And given my role in what happened with the guild, I, I brought that down on my family, and you by contrast, made something a lot better. You did something good, and I did not. And that night was the culmination of, for both of us. As
2: Jalen has been talking, you can see that Sable has curled up into herself. I mean, physically she has. She's pulled her knees closer to her chest. She's got her arms around her knees, that sort of thing. And you can see that her eyes have gone from being in the room to not really in the room.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's clearly a, a difficult topic for her, and she says you can't make that kind of comparison. My deal's one that makes it possible for us to potentially initiate people into the circle, one that had to be made, and and one that keeps me as an ally, one that needs to be made. The two are intertwined, and yes, I. I took away the, the life cost, but I still made them. I didn't just close the circle.
3: Well, you don't know what would happen. You said so. No, I don't, but... It's okay not to do something when you would be doing it blindly, Sable. Same for you. I wasn't blind. I knew what I was doing.
2: No. No, you couldn't have possibly. As much as plenty of people outside of us... Treat us like adults now. We're not. A month ago, we were standing in alleyways making fun of a boy who needed to piss. There's no way we could have known what we were getting into. I'm stroking the ego of an ancient potential evil. I have no idea what will come of that. Am I making her stronger? I don't know. You could not have known. You could not. And you cannot take that on yourself.
3: I knew I was meddling, though. I knew I was... Kicking up dust and disrupting the water or whatever metaphor you want to pick. I knew... I knew I was making waves. Well, isn't that what we're all doing? Yeah, but your waves... Your waves are good, Sable. My
2: waves caused a storm that could have destroyed the town. My waves have created a lot of problems. My waves have made me a pariah.
3: Hmm. But you... You got those people out, didn't you? I mean, you you had them freed, and then you... And beholden to the Fae. But you got them out of the Thorns. They would have been mutated and killed in the Thorns. Only by dealing with the Fae. Well, sometimes, as you said before, sometimes maybe that's the option. What else could you have done? And what else
2: could you have done? Sat back and obeyed? I did it once, Sable, and I thought you... I would have died yeah I couldn't have done any of these things, save for the fact that you did what you did. You shouldn't forget that now her eyes are back in the room, yeah, and looking at you uh
3: now Jalen is looking down <laughs> uh, and not willing to look her in the eye because she says sable i there were two choices that happened the first time I did not stand in the way, and I let I walked away, and I thought that was that, and I wanted to die and When it turned out you hadn't been killed for that, I've decided never to do that again.
2: Sable gives you a little smile and says, It is amazing how, from the smallest of things, such greatness grows. I'm not, no, 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 don't, no. (laughs) No. She gives you a little smirk and says, Who else ever, Jalen, would have thought to make the guild what you are trying to make it? Who else could possibly ally with the poor ninos from the Evans? Who else could have these far-reaching goals and thoughts? All of this culminates from who we are and the experiences that we have. It seems to me that you have been shaped beautifully.
3: Yeah, well, so have you. And I think you should be a little more confident about that, Sable. You certainly deserve to be. And it could be nobody in this kingdom will ever know it except for us, but for God's sake, we see you. And I had to spend some time thinking about this, but the full moon was the full moon, and it's done. And I don't think I can spend more time thinking about it, so I'm not going to. Thank you, Jalen. Yeah.
2: I will feel more comfortable in my own skin when my very existence stops being a threat. I'll go get the pixies now. I would like to just ask the pixies if they know like anything about what's been going on, you know, have they been eyes and ears about town and things along those lines? Is there any fun gossip? Let's see if they'll babble.
0: Let me see what this particular group of pixies is aligned to. I'm gonna roll a d6. 1 to 2 is winter court, 2 to 3 is wild fay, 5 to 6 is Summer court. You got winter court fairies. They say, uh, we're not really from around here. We were kind of in the area, you know, keeping an eye on things. So we're sort of, um, diplomats. And they all sort of nod in unison.
2: Yeah. To the summer court? Or to the wild fae?
0: Neither. Uh, We're we're winter. We're winter court. So... (sighs) Someone broke an oath here. Recently? I mean, by your standards, no, not at all. But time moves a little differently where we're from, and so when we got around to looking into it, you know, a lot of time had gone by. Do you
2: see anything interesting? Strange? Things that we might not see in relation to this? I mean, because for us, the repercussions of that oath breakage have been pretty bad.
0: Well, the Tri-Court agreed upon entity to adjudicate mortal deals is corrupted yeah that's that's bad shouldn't be possible someone probably broke their oath here we think and that's why we were in the area
2: to me it seems like that poor corrupt tree out there has been fed vampire blood or something like it if we just purify the ground would that help you got any ideas? I mean, I hate to see it in such terrible shape.
0: Yeah, they all sort of shrug, and one of them says, We're... I mean, I don't want to give you the wrong impression. We're not really here because we care about vampires or mortals or even really that tree. A fairy broke a deal here. A fairy? I didn't think they could. Well, no, fairies can break deals all the time. It just usually ends them, or the the cost is just so brutal that they pay for it for centuries and of course if word gets out that they broke an agreement no fairy will work with them again and then they're essentially banished to the wilds it's virtually unheard of which is why we're here do you know which fairy no no uh we we don't know which fairy um but whatever happened well the only evidence we can really find is the thorns and this corrupted tree and i mean actually tiny tim over here thinks that the corrupted tree is a what did you call it? Tony Tim says, "Red herring." <laughs> yeah, it's a fish of some kind.
3: <laughs> and the fish pun maker isn't present. The fairies don't do idioms, do they?
0: <laughs> anyway, we haven't we haven't found much, but we'll keep looking. I mean, we don't have cosmic power or anything. We're just sort of a an advanced detail. If it if it becomes known who broke the agreement, though, we would take that information back, and then the Winter Court might get involved depending on who broke it and if they matter or not. Okay. Well, thanks. The sort of fairies all nod.
2: Leveling! I can do mine first because it's real simple. Okay.
0: What level are you all now?
2: We are now seven.
0: Level seven. Okay. So on the path to level seven, our druid... Go ahead, Sandra.
2: I got some extra HP and can cast one fourth level spell now. Da, 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 da.
0: which fourth level spell are you eyeing
2: i don't have to buy a spell
0: no but which which one are you eyeing like you know some give it give us some sense of like what's cool about
2: that you just saw the one that i used conjure wounded beings
0: all right cool yeah and then uh, Jalen, what'd you do for level seven
3: i am now a level six rogue level one fighter um i have to decide next leveling whether to start leveling up the fighter part of her she got more hit points i now have a maximum of 73 hit points and i get expertise into more of my proficiencies and i chose deception and then i waffled between acrobatics and sleight of hand and as we were starting today i decided to go with sleight of hand you have a lot more hit points than I do. Yeah, she's got a high con. Mm. And then, like, the fight, the level one fighter.
0: And our wizard.
3: Our wizard has 37 hit points now.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not too bad for a wizard, I suppose. And, like the druid, sofa got a fourth level spell slot. And I got several new spells. So I have access to Stone Shape from the Creepy Book of Mason Blood Magic and Dimension Door because Leslie taught Silpha that spell in exchange for learning the Rope Trick spell. And then the two spells of my choice for this level, I took Polymorph and Fabricate.
2: Can the name of the book from the Masons now just be the Creepy Book of Blood Magic?
1: Yeah, that's... And I, I imagine that's yeah. like... Yeah, it says like... Baby's primer for blood magic.
3: (laughs) There you go. Baby's first blood magic.
1: There you go. The little golden book of blood magic. (laughs) Uh,
3: At least it's not blood magic for dummies. Good night, vampires. Good night, werewolves.
0: Good night. All right, and that is our level up.
1: The way I imagine it is you see a foggy vapor come out from the crack in the door and then coalesce outline of Silpha. Then she solidifies into herself. So, good news, bad news. All right, bad news. Okay. Bad news, definitely vampires. All right. Good news, I think we can deal with them. And we may even be able to help the tree. Great. And then at that point, Silpha begins sharing a lot of the lore she knows about vampires. So a wooden stake to the heart can incapacitate them. And if they don't feed for a while, they become kind of desiccated and inert. The vampires back there are exactly like that. And the surest way to kill a vampire is to take its head off.
3: How many did you find?
1: Two. I suspect there's at least one more, but uh, it was through an area of impenetrable darkness. Back there, there's a kind of fake catacomb and a lot of the kinds of traps we encountered in the mason
3: basement. So is the darkness like that one hallway when we had to get through, like by tying ropes around our waists? You remember that?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, and
3: if I had more
2: resources for today, I think I could dispel that darkness.
3: I still don't think we should do this this minute.
2: They've been down there for years. We could do it tomorrow.
3: We can leave them another day.
2: Several of the creatures were thwarted by the kinds of traps that we
1: encountered. But at least one of them is impaled through the by these wooden skewers, and at any time the wood might rot away, and it might become
2: is it true that the light of day harms them? Yes, what are you thinking? I think if we wait until tomorrow that i can can help a great deal, even in the darkness, I can conjure daylight really, I know
1: okay. <laughs> well. My understanding is that those magical spells for light, that's one of the reasons they're so difficult to kill. It has to be actual sunlight.
2: But would it slow them if they did get away? That I
1: do not know, but I could achieve
2: the same thing with a magic circle. How urgent do you think this is? Urgent enough to put our lives in danger, because we will far more than we would tomorrow. Yeah,
1: Sofa looks down and says, well, anyone could follow our tracks down here.
2: Sable nods and says, I I will give one more option. I believe my friends here could carry a message for me to Messenger, let him know where we are and that I am safe. We could rest here, watch the entrance, and tomorrow take it on.
1: A little uncomfortable with spending the night in the vicinity of a place that has vampires, but I would be amenable to that.
2: We will obviously need to keep guard. Perhaps your elven friend would assist. Oh, I am sorry. Your your fae friend.
1: Silva kind of like shrugs. I I don't really know him.
3: <laughs> but you're engaged to him.
1: She changes to Sylvan, knowing that Jessica doesn't understand the language, and says, "Well, about being a changeling, there's some particular things. I'm told that if one decides to become a fairy, your nature becomes static. It." Become, you become the person that you are presently, forevermore, and cease aging, and the universe has decided for you uh, a nature and a destiny. If you are destined to have a love, then your love is predetermined.
3: Okay, but you haven't decided to be a fairy, and you already have a love assigned to you?
1: That's precisely how it it works. He's kind of waiting on me. Ugh. I think it's terrible for everyone.
3: We should decide where we're spending the evening. Sable's right. We should figure out where we're spending the night. Do we spend it here? Do we spend it in Guire's crypt? We need to decide what to do with Guire, because I don't think we can just leave him.
1: Yes, we should definitely discuss what to do about Guire.
2: If we rest here, we need not face any more of those blighted creatures outside. We have food and water enough. We will be protected
3: from the shelter. It is not comfortable i think we should go into the crypt above well of course yes true but
1: oh itselfa gets like this dawning realization over her face what come nightfall if guire is able to perceive we are here there is a door straight to the blood of a vampire lord what i you don't need two hands to open a door
3: all the more reason we need to stay here i think we need to kill him Look, I, I'm i not going to lie, I'm a little also invested in his death, because that's one of the conditions for me getting to talk to Kylan again, but, like, also, I just don't think it's a good idea for him to be running around. I mean, he should have died 80 years ago, right? I mean, it's, it's he's not he natural. He did die 80 years he ago. He did die 80 years ago, but, like, he just doesn't know it yet, and so I think we...
2: I get that, but if we go back out again, we're going to have to face those blights. So would he. Well, I mean, maybe not. But I don't think they're interested. If we're keeping yeah. watch, if he shows up again, well no. He will be more powerful come the night. And
1: he made it clear that the blights don't come near him.
0: It's fairy facts time. The Far Derig, or Feardag, depending on just how Irish you are, is a solitary fairy, much like a leprechaun. In some lore, there is literally only one. The fairy creature is small and squat, with long stringy hair and rat-like features, forming a long snout and tail. The name literally means Red Man, so of course they are dressed in red. They also have a hat, which is often tri-cornered. Mostly a winter coastland creature, the Feardag is a malicious practical joker. His favorite trick is to steal away children and replace them with fairy children, though he will also steal away adults lock them in rooms, and make animal noises to scare them. This process is aided by his big burlap sack. This creature is connected to nightmares, and uses them as part of his malign practical jokes. In some tales, the fear dog used to be human, but was lost in fairy and transformed, and his practical jokes are to ward people away. The trick to dealing with these creatures is mostly to be polite when you see them or when they knock on your door but Christian relics can hurt them, which is a common feature in a lot of more recent fairy storytelling. Okay, let's get back to the show.
2: All right, then I send one pixie to Elamis and ask he and his companion to keep choir company tonight. I send another to Messenger to let him know where I am. And we rest here and watch. And tomorrow, we take care of these things. All of them. Can you send one all the way back to the Lunaria state? At this point, I would be asking their favors. Understand. But they may. Silfa says,
1: I don't know a great deal about the diplomacy between the winter and summer courts,
2: but shrugs. I'll say my pixie friends. Yes? Would you be willing to carry messages for us?
0: Hmm. Well, that'll cost you. We'd have to go off mission. I understand. Your magic only bought you a, a small amount of time.
2: I understand that, too. What will it cost?
0: All right. I want a jar of honey. You see all nine of them, or all eight of them, just nod in agreement.
2: And sofa's
1: like, this I can do. <laughs> and and pulls out something that's clearly meant to be a spell component, but scoops out a piece of honeycomb for each pixie. Oh, shit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they, they immediately start mowing down on it. And one of the pixies says, save it. You're going to get way too drunk. And they stop and sort of like licking their fingers. And they're like, okay, what what are we, um give us the messages.
3: Jay- Jaylen will do some really quick thinking because she's a little familiar with Lunari industry. And she'll say, well, the one who goes to the Lunari estate can report that we asked them to give you more honey.
0: And then there's like a tiny fairy thumb war game that immediately ensues as they slowly try to figure out who gets to go for the extra honey and then one of them says ha ha all right i'm in
3: can should i tell it or does sable have to tell Uh, it
2: we're making deals now it's all fair all right i will ask if you can give me an extra bit of honey for the one that's going to messenger Sable says
1: well uh, of course but what i got here is what i've got
2: and i'll just take a little piece and i'll wrap it up in wax paper and i'll 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 hand it to the other one i'll say come on i'll walk you to the door
0: all right yeah he, he, he this little man floats next to you
2: she'll hand him the wrapped up piece for later And she'll she'll tell him that there is a a fey beast, like a cat with tentacles, at the next tree from here. I would like you to bring him a message saying that Sable is here where I am, and that I know what I want to ask.
0: They all nod.
2: Let him know I am safe and he could come if he can come to me, that is fine. If not, I will bring him my request tomorrow.
0: Okay. And they dart off.
3: All right, to the one that's going to the Lunari estate, Jalen will say, um, please find the lady Miev and tell her that Jalen has a request that she go to the cottage. She'll know what I mean. And I'd like her to retrieve the birth records of three people: Silfa Lunari, Jalen Witherbranch Evans, and Sable Mirkwood Valeria Varathy.
0: Your little pixie salutes and darts off.
3: Uh, wait, actually, she will do a caveat, like, ask her for the jar of honey. I can't promise she'll give it to you, but I don't think she'll say no.
0: It nods and darts off.
3: And Sylpha's got one for E. L. Mies, right?
0: Okay.
1: What to, what did we want to tell E. L. Mies to please keep an eye on?
2: Yeah, keep him busy through the night. We can't have him coming over here.
1: Sylpha says, uh, tells the third pixie to ask E. L. Mies to tell him that we are currently safe and that we would ask that he and his friend continue entertaining sir guire throughout the night silpha silva has one last idea are you are you able to carry things
0: i mean you know small things
1: is this too heavy for you and she rifles into her pouch and for some reason silva has brought a copper offal with her for like <laughs> light reading give give
0: uh, it's heavy but he can carry it <laughs>
1: Tell him that if he tires of entertaining Sir Guire, he should provide him this reading material. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he, uh, he rolls it up like a giant rug and then flies out with it. The rest of the pixies, their time expires and they they fly away.
2: I'd still say thank you to them as they go thank you for your time
0: they generally nod because they're not the kind of fairies that get upset when you thank them
3: <laughs> that's awesome all right uh so we're gonna we're gonna close the secret door and go back up to the surface go up to the ground level right and try to make ourselves comfy it's jessica jessica's just like whatever
0: <laughs> um yeah she's increasingly bored with time hmm. and is taken to pacing further and further away by the time you get up to the top level she's sort of Poised by the outside door with it open a crack, like daring anything to come near the edge of the door.
3: So Jalen will push it closed again. And it... if, we close yeah, it if we... you
2: push it that's we closed, pl- that's fine. I'm I just hoping we that the
3: messenger is going to come.
2: We did, but oh, she pushed it
3: open. Right, right, right. Okay. Well, if Sable stops her; she won't close it. But I'll say we might
2: want to know if anything's coming. All right. Is it the door that wards against? Yeah, that that's uh, evil things though. Certainly, certainly such a ward would be broken at this point.
0: When the door is closed, there is a ward you would have to cast a detect magic to know if it's functioning.
3: And I don't have it right now. How much room is in this room? Like how much space? Is it is it really claustrophobic or is it like
0: um no, it's well, I mean it's a little claustrophobic because it's uh-huh. an ancient building with low ceilings, but it was made to be somewhat majestic and so it's not that bad. It's got sort of sixty feet.
2: Oh yeah, we can by all lay out
0: twenty feet of yeah. usable space. There's a bunch of statues on it, so you're each like on a different sort of big step.
3: Because Jessica is so bored, and and Jalen would be a little worried about her trying to go wander off. She's gonna she's gonna nod to the open floor and say, "You want to go around?"
0: She's like, "Yes! <laughs> oh my God, yes!"
3: <laughs> all right, so uh, I guess we'll do a rapier and dagger fight
0: for practice sake. Normally how this works is she tries just shy of killing you and you spend a lot of time trying to survive. She's laying off. Seems to be focusing more on like the exercise component of this rather than the bloodthirst component of this. This is unusual.
3: Yeah, she's she's kind of been like that a lot lately, and I think I think for Jalen this is going to cement in her mind that something's up. Like, okay, we're sparring and Jessica's not trying to stab me. As actively as she usually does, and so I think when when we get to like a little bit of a breathing space, Jalen's gonna stop and kind of lower what lower the rapier and da- dagger and say, "Jessica, are you are you all right?"
0: She says, "Oh yeah, no, I'm I'm great. I'm great. I just um, you know, I'm trying I'm trying out some new things now. You know,
3: like what?"
0: Uh... You know, like um... well,
1: Mrs. Lunari says it's not good to try and murder everyone, and they won't like <laughs> you if you do. <laughs>
3: it was a day of revelation.
0: <laughs> she, she sort of looks down at her feet and says, "I don't, I don't know that I've been doing life right, Jalen." Uh, okay. And so I'm trying some new, some new things.
3: I mean, okay. Uh, I mean, what?
1: She might have been affected by the, the, what happened in the Thieves Guild as much as Jalen, and
3: yeah, yeah. But Jalen would never expect that. I mean, what, Jessica? What brought this on?
0: Well, a, a couple things. I mean, one, well, one is you and Lynn. I mean, I, I don't want Lynn, but I, I want a Lynn. You know what I mean? Like, and Mrs. Lunari says that I'm, I'm, I'm really bad at this, like. I mean, she didn't use those... She said that? Well, no, not... I mean, she didn't use those words. She's a really nice lady. But, like, it was clear what she meant. Like, how... I'm not going to get a lin if I bust the front teeth out of every guy who comes by. And, you know, there's a bunch of other things that I should probably work on. And I'm I'm trying to, trying to work on them.
3: Okay. Can we help?
0: Jessica is not one to ever accept help.
3: Okay. Wait, 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 wait. How would she put that? How would she fucking put this? I'm drawing a blank. Um, I, I think the word help has to be left out of this. And it's like, well...
1: How do we make you more of a badass?
3: How do we make you more you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> how do we make... How can we make you happy? It would just be like...
3: I mean, I think what one thing Jalen will say is, you know, Jessica, you know, I, I think you're right about some things. Maybe there's there's some... Adjustments you could make to your character and yourself, but you know if you do that, you should do it because you want to, not because you're trying to change yourself for somebody else i mean i jessica you're you're like you're the most honest person I know, and it would kill me if you started lying to yourself, so i I guess I don't know, just um. She's going to work hard not to get emotional too, Jessica, because that's like the worst thing she can do. Um, and she's like, you know, just make changes because you want to change, not not because you think other people think you should.
0: Jessica kind of gives you this nod and she says, you know, I, I always know what I want. This is really weird.
3: So you don't know what you want.
0: I will. Soon. You will. But Mrs. Lunari said some things that really have me thinking and I, I think I need to change what I want.
1: Well, Jessica, I think my mom's pretty great, but it's kind of a point of tension between the two of us that sometimes I think she'd like me to change what I want. So she's full of great advice, but I'd use it to get what you want. Yeah. Not something that she thinks you should pursue. You understand?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you're right. And she, she kind of gives you this hearty nod and then sort of says, you know what I want right now? a hug, and she grabs Sylpha with this gigantic bear hug that is absolutely crushing.
3: <laughs> and there's two damage,
1: two bludgeoning <laughs> damage.
3: Sylpha's <laughs> <laughs> so... so <she's> um, like, <laughs> uh, okay, 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 Jessica, she's gotta okay. breathe. Jessica, <laughs> yeah. that, that's a very... Very intense hug. What was, <clears throat> <laughs>
1: what what was good about it was um <laughs> the the I could intensely feel uh <laughs> just like what what was good about it was that I could I could feel the intensity of your desire for the hug that that was great um but it also injured me so <laughs> and um. <laughs> but I have internal bleeding now. <laughs> Generally speaking, um <laughs> most people prefer a, a little bit lighter lighter touch. I mean, this this is where using some of her skills about talking to other people to find out what they want come into use. You know, you should always ask the person you're going to give a hug to like, is it okay if I give you a hug?
0: You can see this look of deep concentration on her face as she's trying to internalize this and she says, God, there's so many rules.
1: So okay, I'll demonstrate. Um, Jessica, I'd really like a hug. Can I give you a hug? I like you so much.
0: Um, now it's a little creepy. I don't know. It, okay, yeah, sure.
3: And
1: uh, Silpha, Silpha will do like this wraparound uh melty hug.
0: She's like, well, I guess this is nice. Oh,
3: so it's just you know, it's all good things in moderation, Jessica. And then at
1: this point, I can be like, I could squeeze you a little harder. She... Yeah, do
0: do
3: that.
1: Okay. So it's so, so, so squeezing her like,
3: as hard as she can. Which still feels like nothing. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, I, I, I'm sorry, are you doing anything?
0: <laughs> you you get the impression that Jessica is, um you know, muscled like a boulder. Sque- squeezing her is a difficult challenge, but, you know. She can tell you're trying and seems to appreciate it. And
2: Sable just chuckles in from her space near the door. She says, Jessica, you are the best Jessica that ever has been and ever will be. You don't need to be anything else.
0: Damn straight.
2: Sylpha pats her on the back,
1: too.
3: It's like, that's right. Also, Sylpha's got this cousin who's going to love you exactly the way you are. <laughs> <laughs>
0: hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah, I need to meet this cousin. Is that the one with the purple hair?
1: Yeah, his name's Iris.
0: I think there's a slight disruption where there is a, a loud kind of sudden crack as a rock hits the door. Like, not a big rock, just like a palm-sized rock hits the door that is ajar near Sable.
2: Well, I will put a head, my head, like, near it.
0: So it it has gotten dark, and outside you see some, some movement of something that is also dark.
2: Uh, I'll say messenger?
0: Yes. Make a little space. I'm coming in.
2: I make a little space.
0: He sort of leaps in and you can see that there's a bunch of needles sort of jabbed into his coat in places and he sort of stops and sits at the top step and starts sort of preening the needles out of his, out of his coat. Can I help? No, I have just fine and sort of continues licking poison needle blight needles out of his coat. I'll let him do what he's doing. You know of the safe places, this is not really what I would count as one of them, Sable.
2: I know, but we have business here and I thought you might feel that yours was urgent enough that you would want to come.
0: Yes, well, I do, and uh, the fairy wards around here make me very nervous. Please keep the door open.
2: Is that what that is?
0: They're all fairy wards, yes. Uh, They're a different repurposing of a spell I've seen before, but they only block fairies and not anything else. So, we need to talk, yes? Yes. Well, I'm I'm listening. Jalen and
3: Jessica will kind of move off and give them room to talk quietly.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you can go downstairs, down, down to the bottom of the stairs. Okay. It's pretty echoey in here, so it's not like you, you're still going to hear everything, but whatever. Illusion of privacy given.
2: Which is enough. I'm not looking really to hide this... But I will kind of glance. Sable can't help but glance at her friends, cause she is like literally, openly about to openly make a deal with a fae in front of them, and she is she's really gauging their reactions. So can so can I can I get an idea of what they're feeling before I go?
0: At a glance, you don't really get a lot of response from them unless they are purposefully emoting something at you.
2: Yeah, well Jessica would probably.
0: Like you can see the the math on her face about whether or not she could take it, yeah, yeah, uh, and you can tell she has concluded she could,
2: of course, Silpha will,
1: will whisper to her, it's not really where it looks like it is,
0: and then the deliberation begins again on her face,
2: all right <laughs> any does do you do either of you want to like give her any kind of hint before she says anything
0: i- think,
3: I think Jalen will say, do you You want some space? I mean, I don't know if we can get out of your shot or not, but, you know, if you want space, we can give it to you.
2: She says, a bit of space seems polite, but I don't feel the need to hide. And she turns to Messenger, and she says, I know what I want to ask.
0: Then ask.
2: My terms are this. I want Helena and her sister returned from wherever they are, and their fetches, should they exist, taken away. I want them returned free of all fey bargains, unless one of those bargains is needed to keep them alive. I want them delivered safe back from that fey realm directly here to me right now. In return for this if Helena will accept it. I will induct her into the circle right now.
0: The cat looks as pensive as a cat can look. He says, I need assurances that there will be more members of the circle. If you induct two people, I can do all of these things. But if you leave Helena the option of choice, I don't believe she'll take it. And we will be in the same place we are in now.
2: I believe that she will take it for my sake, and because her sister is returned to her.
0: If you eliminate choice and induct both of them, I will also accept this agreement. Otherwise, I need you to add two people to the circle before I will execute it. That is the first counterterm. I have one other.
2: In counter to that, I would want them informed of this.
0: You would like me to tell them that they will be joining and that they have no choice.
2: If they decide to return, they. I. If if the choice is not about the circle, then the choice must be whether or not they will accept returning.
0: I can agree to this. Okay. But again, I still require they will have to come to you to be accepted. And if they wish to return, they may return immediately to fairy, Free of bargains, free of bonds, but in fairy.
2: I understand. If not, have you tree druids left in fay?
0: There are not any that I am aware of. Well, there's one, but she is indisposed, I'm told. The other counterterm. I would like you to add one member to the Circle a month for six months.
2: It must be their choice.
0: That is fine, but you must recruit someone.
2: Helen and her sister, and two more in the next six months.
0: This would bring the total to six? No, five. Make it three in the next six months.
2: Why would you need six?
0: When you were inducted into the circle, that is about the size of the circle. We would like to get it back to full strength. All right. Very well. So to restate the terms, I will make contact with Fay. And assuming these terms are accepted from the Fairy Queen herself, Helena and her sister will be transported here immediately, where they will be inducted into the Circle.
2: To me. To me. Immediately. Yes.
0: To you, where they will be inducted into the Circle. Then they may choose to return to Fay or stay at their leisure. You will induct three more members over the next six months. Is this the agreement you wish to make? Helena
2: and her sister must be free of all Fay bargains when they return.
0: Yes. Agreed.
2: And they must be delivered safely. Their fetches taken away.
0: The, The cat's mini tentacles twitch. The fairy queen will order anyone within her jurisdiction to dissolve any agreements with them she can. It is my understanding that this will likely resolve all of them. But if they have standing agreements with summer or winter...
2: You can do nothing. I understand this. I
0: can do nothing.
2: This is fair.
0: The cat starts to pace back and forth slightly and you can you can tell it wants to say something it is trying to decide if it can if there is something
2: you should tell me then you must
0: you are forgetting one thing that would greatly improve your life expectancy sable
2: oh you mean the thing that all of this was to begin with i thought that that was automatically included
0: no all things must be stated explicitly
2: then let me explicitly state it That I would like, in return for all of this, to no longer be considered an enemy of the Fairy Queen. I would also like my friends removed from that list.
0: And you must state your friends' identities explicitly.
2: Jalen, Witherbranch, Evans, and Sylphan Lunari.
0: Excellent. I will transmit your request. And the cat sort of turns and sticks its head out the door. And you hear a a sort of sylvan cry that is, it doesn't translate directly to a word in any language, but you can hear the flutter of wings outside, and the cat says in sylvan, Bring me the dryad, we must make contact with the queen immediately. And there's some fluttering. And then another moment later, you hear a voice. I am present, messenger. State your business. Messenger restates the terms as you have agreed to them in, in perfect detail. Uh, nothing is missing. You don't detect any deception. And the dryad says, Just a moment. I will return to my tree and pass through the gate.
2: Sable is just standing there like stiff as can be through this whole thing. She is like so tense that you could poke her. Was this just a voice? Like a... It was from outside.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you went outside, you might have seen something, but from your, where you're at. ah. Uh.
2: Yeah, I would so totally poke my head out.
0: When Well, if you poke your head out and look while he's doing that, that you will see in the darkness a, a woman with sort of bark for skin, stark naked, just sort of having this discussion with the cat momentarily, at which point she steps into the thorns and is absorbed by them.
2: I am filing away. I will go to the tree and through the gate. <laughs> I'm filing that motherfucker
0: right away. A crack forms in the top step that you are standing on inside this crypt. And out of the crack comes a tiny little green vine that then blossoms into two roses. And then they grow and grow and grow until there are two roses, unbloomed, the size of humans. And then they split open, and in the middle of both roses, in one is Champion Helena. She is equipped much like you saw her. The night of the raid, Uh, so she's dressed for battle, but her equipment has been cleaned up considerably. You know, she doesn't have a giant hole in her stomach or anything. And in the other flower is a woman who looks like a priestess. She's got some kind of holy symbol dangling around her neck, is wearing some sort of priest's gown, and you you don't recognize her.
3: Just in time to fight vampires. (laughs) A priestess,
1: yes. Someone who actually knows what the gods think of all this, maybe
0: and the two of them stand up and look around and helena says well this is exciting um hello everyone uh, sable hi thank you
2: underneath all of the wrap that she has on you can see that she's smiling
0: sable thank you i don't i can't say i expected this but i'm i am very happy with it and you can see helena's body pot like she wants to hug you and won't Because you're, you're poison. Mm -hmm. And she grew up around you. So like she, this, she wants this to be a tender moment and she is not able to make it happen. But you can, you can kind of see it on her face. Her sister, on the other hand, kind of looks around and doesn't know any of you. Yeah. And messenger turns and says, I assume this means the agreement is accepted. And Helena looks down at him and says, yes, she accepted it uh, and all of its terms. Uh, We agree. She turns and sort of kneels in front of you and says... Sable Valeria Varathy, I petition to join the circle of the moon. And her sister kneels and says, me too. (laughs) And we will leave it there. Special thanks to Todd Ferguson from My Pet Machine for our tunes, and Julie at Elaborate Flight of Fancy for our logo. You can find them both on Facebook. What will our characters find in the Mason family crypt? How will they deal with Guire? I sure don't know. Find out next time on Carrots and Suffering, a and Odyssey.
2: things say nato tomato or nato tomato
0: which one is it
2: (laughs) let's call the whole thing off yeah keep him busy through the night we can't have him coming over here send nudes send dick pic no
3: (laughs) (laughs) says no woman ever